0: Put your paws because you
1: were born this way, baby.
2: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey? I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfugi. I am so excited. I know I always say I'm excited, but like I'm really excited. I know last week I had Michael Rosenbaum on and I was like, oh my God, you have so many credits. But these credits I have for my next guest are insanely longer than his, which is what I thought impossible. Um, I also feel like I have a second guest because I have a huge zit growing on my chin. (laughs) and uh, Meatballs, I don't know about you, but I need help. I got a facial, I got a pumpkin enzyme peel thing. And now all of a sudden I have a colony on my chin so maybe it'll start talking halfway through this podcast <laughs> oh, I <hope> so. right <laughs> it'll be fun <laughs> do you think it likes rosé um <laughs> whatever uh i did just get back from new york and new jersey so shout out to my east coast people and to the audio boom network people it was really fun meeting all of you uh yeah i I'm really boring right now. I did eat a lot of mozzarella and meatballs this weekend and now I'm locking it up. I'm staring at lettuce, which is all I've had today, because I'm considering myself in training for the VMAs, which is also a dance battle show at the comedy store on <laughs> October third. So hey, I'm trying to look like Britney. I'm a slayer for you days.
1: Lettuce. Right? That's the diet. It's lettuce.
2: Mm-hmm. It's lettuce, no carbs, and rose. Well, vodka. Or to get whatever. Water. Fine. I'll be above yeah all the above so um yeah if you're in los angeles october 3rd come lance bass is judging (gasps) right (laughs) (laughs) andrew santino from i'm dying up here is judging (laughs) it's hosted by justine marino and heidi heaslett justin martindale who just got a new show on e with morgan Stord is judging it's gonna be so much fun so come to that i also want to say i'm sweating already um Because again, guys, there's no air conditioning in my apartment, so send thoughts and prayers. Uh, My perfect guest has a bunch of fans aimed at her right now literally, literally. It, like
1: actually on either side
2: <laughs> i'm giving you beyonce fan realness She bad my hair's up i, I should know. have taken it down <laughs> it's all good we can do like a fan boomerang i perfect. hate boomerangs though i don't know how to you do them do? i'm terrible oh them. my god i'll teach you okay we're gonna have a boomerang cool. sesh after guys that voice that angelic perfect voice Um, You've seen her There's so many things And I want to tell you Because I'm so excited So I'll tell you all the things And she's done more than this But one of my favorite things She was uh, Reese Witherspoon's character In Cruel Intentions The musical Yes Yes she also is in the series on Netflix called The Ranch, and there's a lot of cool people in that. Some yeah. unknowns, you know, like Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, like, who is that? I, unfamiliar. Wilmer mm-hmm. um, Sh- Valderrama, Danny yeah. Masterson. All people who are like up and coming or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you sang with Neil Patrick Harris on Glee. I did. Holy shit! You were on Agents of Shield. You were in Murder in the First. You were Polly on the Amazon series Guidance. Is that true?
1: it was uh, awesomeness tv awesomeness tv yeah, yeah, yeah you
2: can get it on amazon though guys um oh. <laughs> and this is my favorite credit besides modern family she played a jersey girl in the movie 10 rules for sleeping around oh my god and
1: it is still on netflix guys <laughs> i don't think it'll ever leave
2: yes. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that and her jersey is los angeles everyone welcome to the podcast Molly McCook. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy we're doing I'm this. I'm so happy. Here. Yay. We were supposed to do this on Labor Day and then we realized it was Labor Day yeah. and we were like, we have too things much, to do. Yeah. Too much happening. You went to a wedding. Can you I tell me about to the wedding? the most magical wedding I've ever
1: been to. I love that. I feel bad saying that because I've been to so many beautiful weddings, but um, I've, uh, I've never had to go anywhere for a wedding and this was in Montana and two of my most wonderful friends two gorgeous grooms Aww. and I think that it was so special because well first of all um, one of them is from Montana and that's why it was there but so many of us traveled from Los Angeles and I think that the people that you know on the venue were like so confused by all of us LA people who like had their phones out like taking photos on <laughs> horses and like um,
2: they're like, we don't know what's happening. Yeah, so it was very fun
1: for us just because we were somewhere so different. Yeah. And um, and they're just both so loved. And it was like the most emotional weekend of our lives and so special. And, oh, um, my
2: God. It was very Instagram-ready. I saw um, some pics. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my God. They, um,
1: good things happened to the two of them, Vince Rossi and Ryan Salonen. They're such beautiful people. And they... Um, a while back went to an Adele concert and she invited them up on stage Oh, and they talked about that they said we're engaged and we're getting married and she was like I'm coming so we all every moment were like okay like we're just ready for Adele like if she just wants to show up it's fine she didn't come (laughs) what but she's you know she had things she's probably busy
2: she's got like kids and like the most beautiful voice in the world to tend to she's She's probably hibernating
1: (laughs) yeah no it was Amazing, and we're all having withdrawals.
2: Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Will you tell the meatballs what your dress looked like? It was gorgeous. Oh
1: my God, thank you. Yes. Um, it was a long, oh, it was long. We had a whole theme going on all weekend, and um, we all were in long dresses.
2: That's tough. I have a wedding coming up. I need a long dress.
1: Uh, Reformation that oh where I got it. Yes. Yeah. My friend told me about the company, and I ordered it online. And I just had to take it in a little bit because there was like a whole train and I was like, I'm sorry, this is like a little much for me. And I'm also, I'm 5'11". Yes, she's um, a supermodel, guys. And when I put on this dress, it still had the train and I was excited that with a long dress, I wouldn't have to wear heels because I wanted to be comfortable. So I really needed to get it hemmed. And I only needed to get it, you know, fixed up here and there. But it was beige and off the shoulder and, you know, tight around the booty and all the way down. Oh, yeah. Was, I, I think a
2: so good much. booty in a dress is the most important thing. I don't really like cleavage. I like um, a tight little booty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. no, no, no
1: definitely. <laughs> I had, but I will say that I, I like, went on a crazy diet like the three weeks leading up to the wedding because of this dress I was gonna ask you about because it hugged my booty (laughs) I did the whole 30 which is like for me crazy because Mm -hmm. I am obsessed with all kinds of foods so it was like okay what should I do okay oh I I should cut out gluten and dairy and sugar and that was very boring. hard for me. so boring <laughs> and alcohol like all of it which you cut out alcohol
2: me... too yeah. wow you're strong thank you so much I, I'm like I'm cutting wine out <laughs> and like yeah. three days in, I'm like eh, whatever like, you know a glass it's just fine. like all the excuses yeah so. it's all good yeah I was gonna actually ask you how you prep for wedding yeah. season and dresses and award season and, and that was it did I you mean, work out more yeah
1: yeah, totally. I went to a bunch of different classes. Um, I do yoga at Core Power. Um, oh, I like it there. Yeah. And then I was kind of like discovering different places with different cardio stuff and weight training. And um, it's honestly hard when you're dieting, it's hard to also then work out Cause because you have no you're energy. Like, yeah, you have you have less energy. I actually know. A, a few days in, I found myself having more energy because I was eating better, yeah. which was shocking to me. Anyway, because I was like, <laughs> "What's going on?" But um, I did, and then I had like a cheat meal like a week into it. I went to Aroma Cafe and I had a tuna melt. I like had my <gasps> eyes set on it. I wanted it so bad, and I could I couldn't even finish half of it uh-huh. because my stomach had shrunk, and I was so disappointed. But it made me almost fall asleep instantly. Really? It was so bizarre. I was with my mom and we went to a store and we went shopping afterwards and I was like, I got to go home and nap <laughs> and I napped for like two hours. She's like, like, are oh. you three? She's like what's going on? I was like, I don't know, like sourdough and cheese and all these things.
2: <laughs> She's oh. like, you are from LA. Yeah. No, but I appreciate that you can throw down with a good meal.
1: Oh yeah. 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 yeah that you I'm were like about it.
2: craving cheese melted on something. I need,
1: it, I, need it, I need it. Yeah.
2: I really respect that. Thank you. A lot. <laughs> um, I want to talk more dresses. The Emmys just happened. Mm-hmm. We're not fashion police here. Like that's already aired. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I want to know your thoughts because I want to talk about whose dress I liked and what we think <gasps> of the winners and all
1: the things. Okay. My number one mm-hmm. at the Emmys was Jessica Biel. <gasps> I died for it because and I will say that, yeah, the. The, the dress in particular wasn't something that, like, on a hanger or on a mannequin that I n- necessarily would have gone for, mm.
0: but
1: her body is so banging. Yeah, perfect. And, she, and it was, like, this swoopy, gorgeous, her, like, toned legs, and she's such an athlete, but she's so feminine, too. It kind
2: of added, like, a feminine curve it to it. It did. Her.
1: It was just so gorgeous. Like, I saw it, and I was like, that's my favorite, that's my favorite. <laughs> and then Nicole Kidman was just, like, movie star glamorous classic obsessed
2: that's I so funny so amazing love the color love the like cool length of it yeah. i don't like oh, not like built-in it. jewelry that was um that was the only thing i was like oh man nicole
1: it's funny that you say that because I definitely would have preferred it without that, right? But overall, I like ignored that part of it because I <laughs> You're thought like, she she's was a movie so, star. Yeah, she was so beautiful. I loved her the speech. The shape of it. I loved her speech. I thought it was amazing.
2: I've heard some things about her that aren't so nice. That she's kind of yeah. like difficult to deal mm. with. But I felt like she was the most like human and real. I've she seen was. her be. Yeah, I've know? heard a lot
1: of people. Um, like I'm obsessed with Reese. Like she's oh, my. I think we're gonna get into Reese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. good, good. <laughs> we'll like you know put that to the side. But um, Nicole, yeah, I've I don't necessarily like. I've never really been obsessed with her. But when I saw Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm on board.
2: Same. Yeah, I was never a big Nicole fan. I, I, I didn't dislike for... her. No, but I just I and I never
1: thought she was bad. Mm-hmm. But I just was always like. Yeah, great. Great, 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 great. Cool, cool, cool. Whatever. But I never, yeah. But never Big Little Lies, it. I was like, oh, girl, thank you. She
2: was cool. She was real. I like yeah. that they raised awareness for domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, that show is everything. Have you ever been to Barnsdale Park? No. And you're from Los Angeles. Wait, what are you even talking oh about? My okay. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm ashamed. So, you know, the final party scene in the series, yeah. which they always flash back to. It's always in the credits and right, like, where at the big everything party. happens. It's all shot at Barnesdale Park. Which is this little gem. I've talked about it like many, many podcasts ago, but I feel like I need to like remind everyone to go. Okay. Um, my main squeeze brought me to it a few months ago and it's this gorgeous, it used to be this old estate and it's kind of like right in Los Feliz. So it overlooks the Hollywood sign and the Griffith Observatory and it's like kind of in the what? middle. Yeah. And you like drive up and they've turned it into a theater. Then there's like all these art galleries. Wait.
1: I'm shocked this that is, I don't know about you this. You
2: and your boyfriend should look at it for like yeah. a wedding venue maybe. Oh is <laughs> there's it small? It's it's all spread out and they do oh. wine nights <gasps> on Fridays oh and there's like Outdoor, but all like you know, the trees where that they walk through, yeah. like that's all Barnesdale Park. I didn't
1: even think it was in town.
2: Oh, yeah, no, like, that's they all they there. Shot. Yeah, wow. he like took pictures of me standing on the steps. Where yeah, what's the, the steps? St- is really I'm am. like, yeah. <laughs> this is creepy. Oh my God. No. <laughs> well, you need to go there yeah, like relive. You need to do like a parody gonna, or yeah, do, Are we done? I'm
1: gonna go right now. Yeah, are we good? Cool.
2: I think you should do Big Little Eyes the Musical at the theater right there.
1: I'm gonna do it, that's whether people show up or not. I'll be there, I'll play all the roles.
2: That as a comedy musical would be great. <laughs> yeah, <it> seriously <laughs> Let's <would>. flip it. <laughs> oh, my
1: God, please.
2: <laughs> Big Little Lies, the musical, <laughs> coming soon to Barnesdale Park Theater, <laughs> starring Molly McCook in every role. <laughs> Jacqueline Marfugee might appear as, uh, I don't know, the ocean sounds in the background. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Everyone talks shit about Reese's hair being down. I really, I love a good, long, straight hair. She loves her hair down. Yeah. It's her thing. It is. Um... I get it. I have no, a I love big it. face, like heart-shaped, and so does she. So um, I like to, well, my hair's up right now because I'm sweating, but she, <laughs> I like to wear she, it down, too. Um,
1: yeah, she, I kn- actually, she often has her hair down. Not as often as, like, Jennifer Aniston. She she won't move <laughs> that hair. But um, that I is, don't know. People have things about it. Yeah. Um, I liked the little suit dress. She was so cute. And She looked like a little baby next to everyone. <laughs> <I know. laughs> she
2: was just a really little like older than I,
1: I know. Now. She well, looked gorgeous. She looked so good. Probably older. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Real, those movie stars, like I have no idea how old. Any of them are. I found myself looking up Dolly Parton's age, Jane Fonda. (laughs) Fonda. I was like Googling.
2: Oh my I'm nearsighted and I didn't have my glasses on. And I was like, why is Ariana Grande on stage? (laughs) Sorry, like, what is this ponytail? (laughs) What's happening? Okay. okay. (laughs) She looked amazing. She looked gorgeous. I was like, you do you, girl. Yeah. You clip that. If you can do it, you do it. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it. No. (laughs) I loved it. I did think it was weird. And I actually, your opinion would be great on this. Jackie Hoffman from Feud. Did you see her reaction to, um, uh, what's her face? Laura Dern winning. Um,
1: What's up, Gabby? Gabby Conti. She,
2: she always makes an appearance on the podcast. (laughs) No, it's
1: all good. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I wish I knew what this reaction was. Oh,
2: my. OK. So I have to tell you. About, OK. OK. So, about it. guys, I didn't announce this in your credits because you stand alone in your credits. But Molly's parents are like really kind of a big deal. Um, her dad is like the matriarch of the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. Not the matriarch. Like, lead. Patriarch. Big deal. Patriarch. <laughs> yeah. Patriarch. He's um, a man.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's literally his license plate. Shut up. Patriarch.
2: That's too much to handle. <laughs> I
1: love him so much. It's the <laughs> sweetest thing about him. But in my whole life, cars changed. That license plate stayed. Patriarch.
2: Yeah, I love that. He loves it anyway. Continue. Yeah, John McCook. Anyway, so whatever. He's famous parent. So Jackie Hoffman, when Laura Dern was announced the winner, she went what the fuck and like started like getting mad, and everyone was like, oh like. Is that a joke? It wasn't a joke. She goes to tweet, like, I don't even know the exact tweet, but she was like, Laura Dern's parents are famous, like (gasps) nepotism, like called her out for it and was like, Hollywood bullshit. She hasn't taken it down. And then she tweeted something else after it, which I thought was weird and like, not cool to do and taking, like, everyone has like someone connected at one point. It doesn't matter. No. Like, I I don't know. I just thought that was weird and it like threw shade on Laura Dern's win.
1: Yeah. First of all, like, don't do that. You don't need, like, I thought you were going to say that she apologized or like took it down. Um, There's no need for that. I don't know. My view on that is weird because growing up in the industry, my parents are also like removed in some way. My mom hasn't been acting since she had my older brother. Okay. And she became a full-time mom. And then my dad, who's been on this same soap opera for 30 years, it is it is a different world. Yeah. Um, and unless I, when I decided that I wanted to work, was like, put me in soap operas, like, please, forever, that's all I want. That's different. But it's, my situation doesn't exactly, it didn't really, like, the, the only, th- the thing that helped me was learning about it and being around it and learning how to be gracious and which is something that my dad I always saw my dad do on set until this
2: day but um I otherwise, even yeah. learned that like when I met you so the way Molly and I met one of her good friends Lindsey Lindsay and wrote a book called the cherry book and we all had to like read these excerpts like, we shared stories and whatnot, yeah. and Molly was helping out that day on set, and I was like, who is this beautiful, like, supermodel that's, like, uh, like a PA? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I literally was a PA that day. I was very <laughs> proud of myself.
2: It was so funny, though, but you did have, like, such great, like, set etiquette, and you were so kind and nice, and I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, thank
1: you. Yeah,
2: so, guys, I mean, she's not lying. She did <laughs> learn how to well, be cool on it's, set.
1: it's not just that, but it's such a weird... Um, So with that said, it's a different experience for me. Um, The other way that it helped me when I was like 15 and I I really like (laughs) my parents finally decided to allow me to go out professionally Uh um, was that I I started auditioning from um, my dad's old agent. So that was help from him, obviously, and those connections. But otherwise, like it's not like I get into a room by them saying like it's you know John McCook's daughter it's like a it's such a different thing and sure I I'm I think that there are a good couple of handfuls of people in the industry who get work because of their family sure yeah but I don't think that careers are built on that can continue yeah I mean you're you can be put in a position um because of that but I think that if you're not gracious or if Sometimes you don't have the talent or if it's not where you're supposed to be, then like, you know,
2: it fades away. Look at another cast member from Big Little Lies, Zoe Kravitz. Mm -hmm. I fucking love her. See,
1: She's amazing. Yeah. And that's that's a great example. There are so many examples of people who like, sure, were initially seen because of their like relatives. But then if you if you prove that you're worth being there and you you she's great.
2: She's great. (laughs) Did you like her dress? it was
1: like I thought it was great for her I thought she looked amazing very young which is also
2: how I felt about
1: Sarah Paulson Yeah, who like I swear to God if anybody else wore that dress I would be like what is this garbage and I'm so I'm sorry I'm well aware that it was like straight off the runway um but I'm I, I'm just like different in that way I don't yeah. know I, I understand a statement piece but like and <laughs> Sarah Paulson is piece. such a badass that like anybody else it would have not been okay but I was like okay this is fine this is fine
2: did but you that was um, a choice yeah it was yep, definitely was it was a choice have you seen that she's playing nurse ratchet in a new nurse ratchet yeah, series I'm obsessed with her I know she like can do no wrong in my book no wrong <laughs> no wrong at all
1: although I I just watched the um I watched the first episode of American Horror Story of uh-huh. the new season and I was like oh this is too scary for me <laughs> I was like I'm scared <laughs>
2: you're like this is a little I wrong do it I mean I watched
1: <laughs> it like while I was going to bed and that was a mistake and then I just saw it
2: oh I haven't seen it yet it's amazing it's really good it's really scary Shit. have you and been to the like it house movies? no I heard about it I want to go we should go well, yeah. we have so many things we have to do. I know. Were there any shows that, like, you really wanted to win or, like, be nominated that weren't up for anything? Um,
1: honestly, no. I was obsessed with Big Little Lies. I love The Handmaid's Tale. I was really happy um, that they both uh, were recognized for, you know, how wonderful they were. Um, I love Masters of None. Yes. Um, that was great. No, I, I, there really wasn't – there were no – I, I'll, I'll say there were no surprises, mm. good or bad. But I felt like everyone was deserving, and from what I saw, so I guess it, it worked for me. <laughs> it worked <laughs> for you. Have I'm you sorry ever- that people are mad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think anyone's that mad. Yeah. Um, have you ever been at the Emmys? No, I've been at the daytime
1: Emmys. I've not been to the Emmys.
2: Do you have a favorite like daytime Emmy story?
1: <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, uh, I went to the daytime Emmys in Vegas. Oh, um, how old was I? 20, 19 or 20. So I was underage (laughs) in Vegas, um, had a fake ID. Of course. It worked. (laughs) Um, so that was an experience for me. I was like in Vegas, um, under 21, which ended up being so much fun because it wasn't a problem. Yeah. No big um, deal. No, that was really fun for me. Like the red carpet and, um, and hanging out with people that were like so cool and they were like working <laughs> actors and everything was great. No, nothing crazy happened. Do you remember what your dress looked like? Oh yeah. What, what, what were was, you wearing? It's a short.
2: <laughs> oh, you went short. Oh, I went short.
1: It's, yeah, I mean like I wasn't nominated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm there for and, fun. Yeah. In this
1: example, I was the daughter of John. You McQuarrie. were like, I went to I a was, pool party yeah. and then just and put then this just dress like, on really put it quick. quick. Um it was just like a short little coral, very pretty color, like ruffly kind of tight little dress. And I had little um silver heels on with this like silver bracelet that was a snake that like wrapped around my arm oh love a good and, like snake lots wrap. of extensions and yes. lashes i i will say though um that was the first time that i had a red carpet picture like closed up on my feet which i was like w- like very confused by like i understand like please look at their shoe choice but like don't look at my feet that's kind of weird Like, look at it as a whole. Like, I don't know. I don't. It's happened to me a few times and I'm sure it happens to everyone. But it's just like such a strange, like the fact that those photos exist of like just my feet.
2: I don't like that. I don't (laughs) like it at all. Do you know there's websites (laughs) devoted to that out there? There's foot fetishes like, yeah, people paying for pictures of your feet.
1: I mean, like, granted, if I'm going to wear like open toed shoes on a red carpet, like you bet your ass I got a pedicure. But still, still.
2: Still. i have really ugly that's feet. what
1: creeps me out is like the people who like feet that's mm-hmm. not a thing for me mm-hmm.
2: Jax taylor from banner pump rules apparently really likes feet really yeah look at that gossip guys you're welcome <laughs> it's fun yeah i know okay. wait have you ever met um lisa renna i'm trying to think of like bravo people no or eileen no no, the, no? <sighs> OK, that's <laughs> fine. Wish. It's like it's like we know them because we watch them every week. Of well, not really, but whatever. Sometimes. Yeah. Fun. So Emmys. OK, malls. We are at the Just Enough with Jacqueline segment. Guys, we're going to we're going to speed through this one. Because not, I mean, there's football happening in sports. Mm. So basically, guys, this segment is for anyone who doesn't know anything about sports. Or Yay! Yay, that's me! <laughs> Salud! <laughs> or, you know, like me, kind of just enough. To get by, yeah. I, I'm on a fantasy football team, but oh. do, do I forget to set my lineup every week? Maybe. It's okay. fine. I did that this week. I'm in last place right now. But I will tell you guys what's happening in sports. How about that? Mm -hmm. Um, I do have to give a little shout out to my brother, Phil Marfuji. He was on ESPN last night. Oh, cool. I know. Phil Marfuji. yeah. I mean, whatever. He's, like, the best and was, like, a professional soccer player and, like, played arena football and, like, was on the U.S. Olympic team for soccer. No big deal. Um, He played at Clemson. So he was a Clemson Tiger. And he got, like, full ride, all this stuff, was amazing, um, All-American. And now he's one of the coaches at UCLA for soccer. And they played Clemson last night. And I know, right? Well, Clemson beat them, whatever. Oh, okay. We won't talk about it. But my parents went to the game, and apparently ESPN aired this whole thing on Phil. And they showed it at the stadium at his alma mater. So congrats, Fallouge. That's what we call him. Right supportive sis right here yeah Yeah, if you guys have any coaching questions send them to me what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com I finally got the uh, the, um, address right I normally do that wrong (laughs) Um, what we're going to talk about LA Los Angeles they don't want the Chargers to be here like literally like they're like we have too many teams like Mayor Garcetti said we embrace any team that comes we're certainly happy to have the Chargers in LA but I think we could have been happy with just one team too It's a little shade. I don't think he's happy Uh, about it. It's a lot of shade. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're happy, but you're really not happy. Mm -hmm. And apparently, like, the stadium's been, like, half full. And even with the Rams, it's the same thing. People aren't used to it. We just have too much going on here. You know? Like... I'm from New Jersey and like going to New York Giants games was like the only thing you did on Sundays Yeah, like that was it you tailgate you do that but like there's too much here we have vegan brunches to go to yeah (laughs) there are more important things (laughs) we have bottomless mimosas to get to no it's sad I mean apparently the Chargers and the Rams both played home games this Sunday and they didn't have a higher combined attendance figure than the USC Texas game the previous day like that's sad Yeah, that is very sad that's like maybe we just need some time. Yeah. yeah maybe. I, I mean, I think it's good that the Raiders are like going to Vegas, so like California won't have three football teams. Right. So that's just enough number one. So okay. you, you can like go tell your friends, like, hey, cool. if you're in LA, like go to go a Rams to the, game, yeah. Chargers game, like support yeah, the and I'll like meet you after. Just <laughs> go afterwards. <laughs> you're not gonna go, Molly.
1: Um <laughs> I would love to to understand football, but I don't yet. If someone is willing to sit me down and literally lay it all out, like I'm so down. <laughs> I but I grew to, up here and I didn't have a team. Exactly. I so like y- basketball, but I don't know how to follow football and it's because I didn't like grow up watching it all the time. Does anyone in your family like football? Yeah, my dad does. He does. He's not like obsessive, but he definitely likes it if it's on. Yeah, the other day he was watching. <laughs> I What was he watching? I couldn't tell you. No
2: clue. Do you know what his team is? no no
1: I don't think he has a team I don't even think it's like that I really don't I think when he watches a game Mm -hmm. he'll choose like who he's rooting for I like that yeah yeah yeah, no stress. Tom. Maybe he'll switch it up if they're not doing well, but um, <laughs> I don't really think he has a team.
2: And guys, this is the perfect example. She's an LA native, and she's like, I don't really know. I yeah. don't care. which
1: is probably why. I mean, there are no LA natives. Like, I think that I'm the only one that, that exists. Um, You're a unicorn. I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm not real. Um, <laughs> but... With that so I think that's probably also a part of it. Yeah, that definitely that most people, lots of people, majority are not from here.
2: We're all transplants, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I didn't move here and go, Oh my god, I'm gonna love the well. Actually, you know what? I did move here and I have a fondness for the Dodgers. Now. Okay, I yeah. love the Dodgers. Yeah, like I grew up a Yankees fan, mm-hmm. love- they're my number one, but the Dodgers, yeah. I love going to games. So Uh, Guys fun fact Molly has sang The national anthem I did do that That was
1: the most uh, Terrifying moment Of my life What Yeah actually
2: You've sung on TV With Neil Patrick Harris No That's that's Terrifying For sure
1: Because one It's a song that Everyone knows Yes Um, Thank God That they have the lyrics up Because I was like That's just one of those things That if you mess up Like everyone's gonna know Everyone will know
2: Didn't Christina Um, Aguilera Mess those up was it Christina I I at hope the Super so. Bowl? I don't know. I think it was Christina Aguilera at the Super Bowl. So at least you'd be in good. Okay, company good. If, good, if good, you ever good. have to
1: do it again, great. Well, if I do it again, I am messing up and I am saying like Christina did it, so like I am doing it too. It's fine. Um, it's all good. Yeah, it was just like so terrifying, and it was so funny because you know when the national anthem happens, it's like it's obviously before the game, but it's like uh, people don't really get to the game till it's like started. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like maybe. Half the stadium isn't filled, so it's it's not full, but it's still so scary and there's an echo there's like a three like a two second delay that's like how intense the echo is. So I have earpieces in that I like have to have so I can hear myself and hear the music. Um, did you get to rehearse it in the stadium? I did okay. I got to rehearse it like thirty minutes before. I do like a sound check and it's only for me. So I'm standing on the field, but the sound is only going through my earpiece and the sound is only for me and the people and the person who's playing. See, I'd be mad about
2: that. I would be like, no, I want it going through the stadium. (laughs) I want it twice. I want to hear it. Yeah. (laughs) I want to hear what it's actually going to be like. Yeah. What's
1: so funny is I have, um, for any singers out there, um, It's such a funny thing because they say, like, you know, what key do you want to sing it in and whatever. And, you know, the national anthem is is it's pretty simple, but it does like it kicks it up there at the end. Mm -hmm. And when you're nervous, you don't know how that's going to come out. And (laughs) I was just so terrified. And so my my good friend. Um, who's also my voice coach, she laughed at me because I posted the video and she was like, could you have sung this in a lower key? I like went there and they were like, what key do you want to sing this in? And I was like, um, this one. So low. So that by the time I got up there, it like was still really low. <laughs> they You're didn't like, have to worry yeah. about anything.
2: Not um, gonna crack this one, yeah. guys.
1: Everyone's like, wow, well, you like really kept it like simple and traditional. I'm like, yeah, because I was terrified and I like didn't want to do anything crazy and mess up and like be embarrassed forever. You're
2: like, no shit.
1: Yeah. It was honestly so scary. It was so fun I had my boyfriend was there and my friends were there and my family was there and had my my niece and nephew and she came out on the field and that was really special and it was really sweet I
2: love that your boyfriend sings also right oh yeah (laughs) he's kind of he's an alien
1: (laughs) we um yeah we met during the cruel intentions musical he came in and um for a little while replaced our original guy because he booked another show in Vegas. And so he came in and, and like, we fell in love and, <laughs> um, and it was the best. And he has like the sickest voice on earth. Got it. And, um, he's on tour with wicked the musical right now.
2: Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I saw a little video of you singing, take me or leave me Did you is, like, <laughs> wicked. It's Adina Dina Menzel, though from rent. And it reminds me of that. Oh my, like, okay. I, I would deep connection. diving on Molly's YouTube page, guys. Oh my god! <laughs> but like, take me or leave me. I was literally
1: seventeen. <laughs> well, it's Just still on anyone YouTube. knows that was at um shout out to Stage Door Manor
2: in upstate New York. So. I have notes about that. You I want to talk about That's it. That's where rent was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, you can also go to Molly's page and see an amazing La La Land combo medley thing with her and her boyfriend. Can I say his name? Yeah. John Krause. John Krause. Yeah. Shout out John Krause. Hi, John. You're so talented. The most. Goals. insane. Yeah. Was that nerve wracking, like having him in the stadium while you're singing the hardest song on earth to sing? No, no,
1: no, no, no. Actually, um, the complete opposite. Yeah. No, he's like the most calming thing that I could ever imagine. He like having him there was, yeah, the complete opposite of nerve wracking.
2: That's amazing. For sure. Yeah. I love that.
1: Well, and also because because like I love him and he's the best, but also because <laughs> we met on stage. So we do have like that comfortability with each other performing. So there's like I look at him, he looks at me and we're like, OK, we're
2: good. Was um, he your Sebastian? Mm hmm. Oh, and you were Annette. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, all the feels. Oh, I know. Funny Little tidbit. Um, this is nowhere near as cool as doing Cruel Intentions, the musical in Los Angeles. When I was in college, I played Marquise de Mertoy in Dangerous Liaison. You did. I did. Which is what Cruel Intentions is based off oh of. Oh my God. Yay. You did do your homework. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> so for meatballs out there that don't know what that is, um, it's the Sarah Michelle Geller character in Cruel Intentions. So I was wondering, have you ever wanted to play that character? Oh, my God. Yeah, I would
1: die. Yes. I mean, like, I have such a love for Annette just because I played her for so long and I love Reese and um, it was such an emotional roller coaster to do that every night. Um, but, oh, my God, Catherine is such a fun character mm-hmm. um, yeah, and two of my best friends. I mean, I have so many friends came in and played the role. But Katie Stevens, who originated it, who's one of my best friends on earth, she's so fierce and such a badass. And then Janelle Parrish, who's also one of my best friends, she came in and did it for a little while. And so cool. it's um, yeah, I'm so many talented friends. It's insane. But there's so many like different ways to play it, and they both played it so differently. And um, yeah, I would
2: love to do that. That'd be so much
1: fun.
0: Ugh.
2: I want to see that. Can we make that happen? Lindsay? (laughs) Anyone? Whatever. I want to get back to cruel intentions, but we're going to finish just enough. We're going to speed through it. Guys, what's going on in sports? 2017, since we were talking about baseball, is the highest home run series year that's ever happened in baseball. Everyone's getting home runs, which is crazy. It's weird. Some people are like, oh, it's because our athletes are like juiced up, whatever. Um, I don't think it is. I think people are just stronger now. Just like good. They're just really good. Um, Aaron judge and Santa and Sanchez. uh, They had a tie game with back to back home runs recently. Aaron judge had his 50. Nope. Guys. I'm a little dyslexic right now. He had his 45th (laughs) um, home run. Um, He plays for the Yankees uh, after. Yeah. They tied the twins that happened. It was in the fourth inning. Whatever. It's really cool. So 2017 most home runs in history. Wow, I'm learning so much about sports I know, you're today. I like, I'm, I'm like a treasure chest of yeah. sports Thank knowledge. You so much. Of like just enough sports knowledge. Yeah. And the last thing, this is another kind of like Los Angeles story. Um, and this is what I think happens to people when they tweet about things that kind of they're not really that involved with. Uh, Magic Johnson was just subpoenaed to testify in the Dream and green civil suit um do we know who draymond green is you guys might not um if you don't follow basketball Uh, but he's on the Golden State Warriors, and he's in some assault lawsuit with Jermaine Edmondson and his girlfriend Bianca Williams, and they filed a suit against him in July about an altercation. This is all stupid. Like, literally, Green was arrested for allegedly slapping Edmondson, and he faces a $500 fine, which is literally like a $5 bill. Like, no we're talking about for them. (laughs) Exactly! And now, apparently, Magic Johnson was just subpoenaed because he tweeted <laughs> after the incident um, that he was talking to Green, and Green said he was very apologetic in the conversation. He just tweeted that, and now he's subpoenaed, and he has to go, like, testify. Oh, cool. So, guys... Just don't tweet about shit. Like if you if your friends punch someone at a bar, just keep yeah. your mouth shut. You
1: know, like Donald Trump is like really setting a good example for like all public figures. All the tweets. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. all tweet about everything all the time. Everything. Especially especially if you're a public figure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you guys want to tweet about this podcast, like you're totally welcome yeah, to. Yeah, that you can do. Yeah. That you should do. That's what you should do. And that was just enough with Jacqueline. Right? Great. Um, we're gonna get into you now. Okay. really? I'm so excited. Okay. so we were talking about um, Cruel Intentions, the musical. How did you even get involved with that? Uh, That first started Jordan Ross. um, I've been friends
1: with for years and years and years. And um, he's just such a talented writer. And he was writing short films and web series and pilots and things. And um, he was like, I want to adapt a movie into a musical and he was like I want it to be cruel intentions I think it should be all 90s music and I was like that sounds amazing but like also crazy and um we read we had a table read and we read through it and with a bunch of our friends Katie was included and um we kind of just heard it out loud and we were like this is really awesome like um And we brought it to the venue and the people there. The Rockwell Rockwell Table table and Stage in Los Feliz is where we started it. Um, And we, we had a long run of it there. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this, you know, this is cool. This is great. Like, let's see how it does. And it ended up surprising all of us. We did like a preview, like a couple of performances that was like a completely different show. Not like anything crazy different, but it wasn't, we didn't even have an intermission. It was all one act. and. Some songs were different, and um,
2: can you tell them some of the songs that your character sang? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: We sing "Torn" by Natalie and Bruglia. Uh. We sing um, uh, Annette's big, big emotional moment. She sings "Foolish Games" by Jewel. (sighs) Um, That got me through a lot. "Just a Girl" by No Doubt, (sighs) and then of course we sing like the epic, like bittersweet symphony, um, and stuff like that. I just got goosebumps. It's the best. I want to see it now. I think like the most fun thing about it is that every time a song started, like there was always like a moment from the audience that was like, (laughs) oh, this, we sing kiss me. Um, so everybody just has like the best, like, because no matter what they're watching, which was like this beautiful story, it also brought like back memories for each person. It's like a song starts and you instantly are like pulled back into a memory of like when you were listening to that, when you were, you know, however old. And, um, yeah, that was so awesome. So anyway, yeah, that's how it. That's how it happened. And then the press got a hold of it, and they were like, "Whoa, wait, there's a cruel intentions musical." Like Reese, what do you think about this? And then um, the writer and director Roger Cumble of the movie came to see it, and he loved it so much that he was like, "I'm gonna bring everyone." So Ryan Phillippe came to see it, and Reese Witherspoon came to see it, and Selma Blair, and everybody came to see it and support it. And they were so kind. And Sarah Michelle Geller, of course. Um, And they loved it so much. And they had like a girls night out and they got drunk and they all sat there and they sang along and it Ah. was like the most insane. That was actually John's first performance was when they were all sitting in the front and he like still to this day is like, I blacked out. I don't remember any of it. He's like, (laughs) I'm so terrified. Um, But he killed it. It's like no pressure. Yeah. That was so much fun.
2: (laughs) I love that about Reese and those girls. Reese seems like a girl's girl. Like I want to hang out with her. Yeah. She's very like, she's.
1: Very much about women. And I love that about her. I think she's so smart and so cool. obsessed. I'm just
2: going to put this out in the universe. I want you to play like her younger sister on the uh, Big Little Lie season two. Okay, cool. Let's put it on the universe. Then I fine. feel like that could happen. Yeah. I great. think meatballs, we should campaign for this.
1: I think that I would be like super tall. <laughs> I, I don't think I can play a younger version of her because I'm so tall, but I could play your sister. That's fine. Like you that I'll take. Half sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half
2: yeah. sister. Yeah. And your dad could be like an ex pro basketball player. Right like white because you're like you have like peaches and cream skin <laughs> and that would be confusing yeah. um <laughs> whatever no big deal casting's casting it's fine yeah. i i really want to see that happen but this isn't your first like movie to musical venture you also played marissa cooper in oh see wow. the musical and if i'm wrong i read that you were in scream the musical <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. We did do so Rockwell does like parodies of so many different things. I um, love it so much. It's so much fun. It's so silly. It's so fun and I cruel have a big intentions. Parody background.
2: What? I have a big parody background. Oh my god. So I have a lot of respect well, for that.
1: Yeah. It's the best. It's so much fun, especially for a place like that where you can drink and like get drunk and sing along and have the best time. And Cruel Intentions was a little different from that. Um, this, this story is so ridiculous that like it was like that sometimes, but it also has so much heart. And so we kind of brought like a different thing. Um, but the parodies are so much fun. Scream, uh, they did a couple times there. I actually wasn't even a part of it for very long. I came in, Sarah Hyland from Modern Family, who's a friend of mine, she was playing the lead. And she couldn't be there for a weekend. So I took over for like literally two nights, which was so much fun. That's,
2: so we were you the Nev Campbell character? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah I had like were. a brown wig on and everything. Oh, um, wow.
1: No, no you're it was so a much blonde. fun. You need to be a blonde. Well, and I, my sister's a brunette. <laughs> really? So I just looked like my sister. <laughs> like literally. That's kind of fun. I know. It was fun. Yeah. Um, what yeah, songs did, did you have to sing for that? Um, uh, we did... Um, knocking on heaven's door oh that's cool that was like the last big ballad of the show when i had blood all over my face yeah (laughs) literally um we did um don't speak by no doubt was like a fun little like duet like very dramatic like over the top funny um yeah it's super super funny they've done it again um so yeah and then the oc (laughs) Was like a one-nighter, like wasn't a full, it was like a, um, a staged reading. Got it. And we kind of like sometimes would come out from our, like our music stands with our scripts and kind of like do something out there. And we did like, I don't know if you're an OC fan, but we did like the whole, um, heap hide and seek song. We started off with that, with the gunshot, um, between Ryan and Trey. And then we started, and then we went right into california and we did the Obviously. whole thing and then and we kind of um it was really brilliant and really special for the fans because we did it we just did like a one night only it's a, at the montalban in hollywood and
2: oh, I love and the
1: press theater. kind of like took hold of it so it was sold out and it was like all the fans of the oc and they came and we just did we literally just did highlights of the entire show like ever So it wasn't just like the pilot and it wasn't just like one storyline. It was everything. It was like every epic moment that everyone is obsessed with. And we kind of just like covered it all. And like, you know, things like we didn't have enough rehearsal in the space. So like that day we're like about to open and let the audience in and the sound isn't working. And it was so like it was so much fun because it wasn't like overdone and we weren't there wasn't like all this pressure. We had so much fun with it and it ended up being what it was just like a fun thing for the fans and I'm one of them I loved the
2: OC (laughs) I loved it so
1: much did
2: you love Marissa Cooper the most or were you more into other female leads in that show
1: oh you mean summer
2: (laughs) I don't know I loved I was back I was honestly
1: back and forth between the two of them because because Marissa could be super annoying like I was like very bothered by her a lot Um, but in a good way and the way that you watch a show and you want to shake them and be like, what are you doing? You're messing up your whole life, (laughs) which which is good writing. Um, I do think that it messed with the show when they killed her off, which I do too. I heard was more because of, um, Um, her like, you know, attitude or just idea of her not being wanting to be a part of it which could totally not be true but that was the word on the street But like whatever
2: maybe she climbed a wall while being like really fucked up and they yeah. were like maybe you shouldn't maybe do that you shouldn't do that <laughs> and maybe you shouldn't be on the show um but i will say like that
1: that episode where with the car crash and ryan carrying marissa with the explosion behind them behind them is like one of the most epic moments in the oc so like things happen for a reason so you like know? it
2: worked yeah how did you did was that part in your show
1: Um, no, wasn't
2: it? (laughs) You're like, I don't even know. No, it
1: wasn't. Oh my god, was it? Oh my god, I don't know. See, if you do one night, you're kind of like, oh my god. And it was, (sighs) it was another like one of those blackout moments where you're like, it was so crazy and we were doing everything and I don't
2: know. Oh my god, I don't know. Do you have, um, I won't quote you, don't worry. Thank you. Um, but like, I'm gonna tell everyone, it's fine. (laughs) Um, what would you want to parody next if you could do another musical <gasps> or a TV show as a musical or a movie as a musical? Oh my God. Not them, but below them. I'm pointing oh, to a clueless.
1: Post. They've done it. I know. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Um, you'd be a great chair. Thank you. <laughs> also like they're doing mean girls on Broadway they now. Are. And that's not a, parody i mean like they're doing it the actual um, show i would have done anything to play regina george yeah Um, why aren't you playing regina george it is like don't live in new york and the opportunities are you know which i will i was just going to ask you about new york versus la yeah um i've lived in la my whole life i graduated high school and it was kind of like oh am i going to move to new york and study theater Mm. and go to school for four years um or should I stay here and kind of continue the path that I've already started? Um, and I went to New York and I checked out a bunch of schools and a lot of my friends are there who I love. And I love theater and I love New York City. Oh, my God, I love it so much. Um, but the right thing to do at the time was stay here and continue because the schools that I were look I was looking into... Um, you had to be in school for four years and if a job came along you had to leave you couldn't like go work on it and come back Leave of absence right like you're done here right and it didn't really work out that way which was a bummer but easy for me to make my decision and um and i think about it all the time if i had taken four years off and come back like what would that have done for me Mm -hmm. um because like at 15 i wasn't working a lot i worked like once in the middle of high school which was like honestly luck what I, was your first part? I I had a guest star on the show Monk, that Tony Shalhoub's show, which was so much fun and so cool because I loved it. But I was 15 and on the show with other 15 year olds, but they were like half my size and it looked silly. Like they were so short and I have always been tall. Yeah. And um, and I didn't. And I had a baby face, so it wasn't like I could play older i I was a fifteen year old who was tall like and taller than everyone else, and so I played a basketball player, and that's why it worked um, and that was obviously like an amazing experience. um Jennifer Lawrence was on the same episode. That is a funny story. I want to hear the Jennifer Lawrence story um, this is funny. This is a funny story which Jennifer Lawrence has actually talked about. Shut up. Um, I think it was on Conan or maybe I'm wrong. It was on one of those big, you know, big shows. And she talked about it. And I was like, oh, my God. And someone sent it to me and they were like, she's talking about you. But she, you know, she doesn't say my name and she doesn't say, but she's talking about Monk. And she this was my experience. J-Law and I went to the same church here in L.A. (laughs) What? Yes. We went to the same church and it was like a high school group. It was like super fun. Like we did fun things. We went houseboating. We went on like fun trips and we would just like sing about God and like. So
2: was it like youth group kind of?
1: Yes, it was totally okay. like a youth group thing. And it, um every week we'd come in every Sunday and um we'd sit in a circle and be like, who has like updates? Like what's going on with everybody? And I was like, okay, I just booked my first professional acting job. I'm going to do a guest star on Monk. I'm like. I'm freaking out. I'm so excited. And she was like, oh, my God, I am going to be on Monk 2 next week. And I was like, what? And there were two guest stars, and there was Emily C. and Emily J., and I played Emily J., and it was like a funny thing for Tony Shalhoub's character to be like, Emily, Emily, ugh, I don't know, whoever. And so there were two Emilies, and – um we both were so excited I was like this is gonna be so much fun I'm nervous but excited and we get to be there together and I didn't know her well but I still it was like to have a familiar face there or whatever it definitely is comforting yeah yeah and um, yeah so I, I yeah I showed up and I uh, was with my mom of course cuz I'm 15 and she had to be with me and I walked up to my trailer that had Emily J on it and Emily C was next to it and she came out but it, I, it, it wasn't her it was this other girl, which ended up being Haley Chase, if she's listening. I love her. And she ended up being Emily C. And we're still friends. And I love her. And I haven't seen her in forever. But she came out and she was like, hi, I'm Haley. I'm playing Emily C. And I was like, what? Sorry, that's great. I, just, I thought that someone I knew was playing. And she was like, oh, I don't know. And my mom and I were like, that's weird. And then I forgot about it. And we continued. It was kind of a long shoot because we had to, like, actually learn, like, plays and do like and play basketball games and practice with a real team and it was kind of like a were you like athletic a as a kid yeah i actually won oh look at you yeah, what yeah, did you play basketball and volleyball
2: okay um as any good tall california yeah, girl what you have to do um
1: <laughs> yeah so anyway she i i didn't i forgot about it and then like later in the week i saw her at like lunch and i was like what is, like what is happening And she was like really embarrassed and she was like, um, hi, how are you? And I was like, fine. Like what's going on? Like, are you good? Like what's happening? And she was like, yeah, I don't know. Um, she was really embarrassed and she was like, I, I'm playing the mascot. So, um, and I was like, okay, that's great. You know, like it's fine. And then I didn't see her for the rest of lunch and I didn't see her for the rest of the week. She never came back to church. She never came back. I never saw her again. So like it was this funny from my perspective. I was like, what happened? Like, and I kind of thought like, did she lie? Like, was she embarrassed? Like, was she embarrassed to play the mascot? Because I don't give a fuck. This is my first no job ever. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, um, happened last night. So they recast stuff. totally. So like my reaction was just like, why did I as a kid I was just like why did she lie you know because then she was like acting weird and then I never saw her again so anyway she was on like Conan or something or one of those shows and she tells the whole story they show a clip of her as the mascot like and it is like a funny thing because she's a fucking movie star now um <laughs> so like who cares that like that happened and like obviously like she's the movie star and I'm over here like literally working at a restaurant like
2: trying to act um, you almost made Jayla quit the business but she She talked about
1: it and she talks about it. She says, Emily C, Emily J. And she's like, I never went back. I'm, I was so humiliated. And this girl probably thought that I was like the biggest liar in the world. And now I just like really want to run into her and look at her and squeeze her hand and be like, I see you and you're doing really well. Like, good (laughs) job. (laughs) <laughs> but also, like, can I be your, like, stunt double? Yeah, can we I like, mean, I'll out? fall and die, but, like, can I just, like, stand just with you? Or just, like, be in a scene with you. Yeah, just, like,
2: it's fine. Whatever. Well, anyway, that's You'll do that cool, story. cool shit. I feel like, I think everything, like, comes back around at one point in life, yeah. and I feel like you're going to be in a scene with her, or oh, you guys yeah. are going to do a parody of that scene as the <laughs> Emilys. You need to write dead, that sketch. Dead, it, dead, dead. That's very funny. If anyone knows Jennifer Lawrence, please um, connect us <laughs> again. I that Molly McCook is like so sorry. And uh,
1: I never judged her for it.
2: <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was when you were 15. Yeah. Okay. So you grew up in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Your parents, like your dad on a soap opera, has a ton of credits. I don't want to discredit your mom. Your mom has. Oh, yeah. I was looking at her credits. Holy shit, guys. Her mom. Battlestar Galactica, Magnum PI, Three's Company, Happy Days, Charlie's Angels, The Love Boat—like literally everyone grew up watching your mom. Yeah, yeah. So it's like in your blood to be talented, beautiful, professional. Oh my god! All the things. I mean,
1: it's like not—it's—it's it's such a funny. I never. Unfortunately, I never got to see my mom work. Mm-hmm. and Because um, you came after all the work. I did. I really did. That's okay. um, it's a good thing. No, it's good. And I'm so, 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 so grateful to have parents that understand it to a certain extent. There's such a funny thing with it because you know my dad doesn't audition anymore so even though he's still working it's it's a completely different world that it than it was when he was auditioning so there is there is a line and there is some sort of like there are things that they don't understand so it's not like a complete understanding thing but the fact that they've always been so supportive and through the beginning of it they allowed me to do it and they Held me back when I was a kid. Like, I was in an acting class with Disney and Nickelodeon kids, and I wanted to star in my own TV show. And they were like, uh, No, you're yeah. going to be a normal kid and you're going to stay in school. And I was like, But I want to be homeschooled like my friends. No. And they were like, No, you're not. No.
2: And your parents are really good parents. Yeah.
1: And when I was 15 <laughs> in high school, is when they finally were like, Fine, 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 but it's really hard. But like, fine. You can well, go I think to an audition. They probably saw something in you. Yeah. yeah. For but sure. My, my mom, um, my mom didn't love it enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what it came down to. She she was so good and she was so beautiful and still is, my God. And she did. She was under contract at Universal. My dad was under contract at Warner Brothers. And it was in those days when people were under contract. I know. <laughs> um, which I almost wish was the same. But right.
2: um, I would love to be under contract same. somewhere. I'm under contract at Audio Boom. Thanks, I'm, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay.
1: Um, no, but she. She's always had like such wonderful advice, but she, um, I don't, I'm so obsessed with what I do and there's no other option in the world. And so for her, when things got really hard and when people were pulling her this way and that way and saying like, you need to lose weight and you need to, I mean, she was a stick, you know, it's things were still the same then as they are now. Um, and telling her to do all these different things. And she was at, at some point was like, I'm done. She was like, I want a family and I want to be a mom and I met this wonderful guy. And and so she quit in a not dramatic way. She just was like, no, I'm good. And sometimes she still goes to conventions like for Battlestar Galactica stuff. And um, that's really fun for her and people still like love her. And that's really great. But... Um,
2: I think it's really cool I read that she went to AMDA and yeah. did like the Williamstown Theater Festival and I feel like in a little way maybe that's how you got your like theater like that whole background she she and my dad both um, my dad did my dad uh,
1: did theater all over the place and mm-hmm. my mom you know yeah went to school for it and, and that was also really special and so for me my older brother and sister were more like behind the scenes and they were a little more quiet and so for me as the baby I was like I want to do this and so it was I think I think it was fun for them to see me do theater finally um, (laughs) and grow up and do it and I was like I am a star take me and it was fun and I think that that was really fun for them to see and that they could relate to and it was again like definitely something that I'm very lucky to have because I know a lot of people who you know uh, when the time came, decided that they wanted to go to school for theater or wanted to be in the industry. And I know that some parents weren't supportive or or wanted to be and couldn't quite grasp the idea of being a struggling actor and how mm-hmm. hard it is. And and I totally understand that. So I am very lucky in that aspect and they've been, they're the best.
2: So did you go to Stage Door pre-J Law mascot or after you filmed Monk? Uh, during. During, okay. Yeah, because... I went to Stage Door Manor. Because I had a lot of friends. I went to, like, I'm from New Jersey, East Coast, New York. A lot of friends that I did theater school with on, like, the summers. And so many people I knew went to Stage Door. yeah. It's the best.
1: I I went the four, like, literally the four summers of high school. So I started freshman year. And my last summer was after I graduated um, senior year. And so I did monk uh, my sophomore year of high school. Got so it. I did Monk during the school year and then I went to stage that summer.
2: Were you a little like c- more confident oh, when you showed yeah. up after that summer? <laughs> yeah,
1: I <it> was. <laughs>
2: you were like, yeah, whatever. Because
1: there were like two, there were like three of us at camp that like had dabbled in like TV, but most people, and there was, I mean, granted there were kids who like had been on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a different, it was a different thing. But that place, like I still, I mean, still some of my favorite friends in the world that's where I met them and it's why I have like such a fun group of friends in New York is because they're all they were all from there yeah um but uh no that was the best that was the best and that was an interesting thing for me because in high school um I still like being from LA like I'll run into people from high school and they all say the same thing they're all like Molly McCook you thought you were too cool for us didn't you Wow! right <laughs> and I'm always like no, no that's not the case like because I I did I the way that I was in high school I wasn't like I wasn't I was friends with a lot of people I was friends with all the groups whatever I had my people and then Same. I had I was friends with everyone and I really I mean granted I was like in the middle of all the drama I loved to fix I ended up being in the middle of everything um and I had problems with girls
2: what kind of problems
1: just very just not nice to me <laughs> it's just not that's
2: so weird girls are usually really nice to
1: supermodels Is when they meet so? them it's <laughs> just like a weird thing <laughs> no but uh mean girls had come out when i was in eighth grade so in the next couple years people these girls like really wanted to be regina george so that was and super fun they were fun. like
2: you look like regina george so they were, were like murder you <laughs> they
1: were like we have rules and you're not following them <laughs> and i literally laughed and i was like okay and i didn't talk to them for the rest of high school good for um, them no, but, high, yeah, high school is funny in that way because we had theater and we had a wonderful theater program and I, I did make a couple of friends that I, like, still love to this day. But I don't I don't really stay in touch with anyone from there because when I found Stage Door, I found what I was passionate about. And in high school, it's so rare that kids know what they want to do, which is fine. That's normal, like, you know, but I felt... In that aspect that I had found your people, my people. And so I'd come back to school and it's all I would talk about. And my best friends would be like, can you stop talking about camp? (laughs) Like they said that all that they like sat me down and quartered me and they were like, 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 they were like, this is all you talk about. And I was like, I'm sorry. It's just that I had like the best summer of my life. And, And they were like, okay, like, can't we like make new memories or whatever? And, and so when I graduated, I like peaced out. Yeah. I didn't really and not in a bad way they it's not like they were inviting me everywhere and I was like no and I like you know didn't talk to them but I just like didn't there just weren't my people and I I love
2: hearing that because I had the same experience yeah where like I was in school I was friends with kind of everyone but like I went away to like a theater camp at the petty school which was You know, a good camp in New Jersey, whatever. And all of a sudden, my mom remembers like me, just like having like this awakening, like oh my god, these are my people. This is the first time I ever got a laugh on stage. Was at that camp, like yeah, you You remember everything, like you can't talk
1: about that with the people at your high school. Well, they don't that? get it. Yeah. we did.
2: I was so obsessed with master of the house from Les Mis. Like God, that was amazing. a number we did. We did like stuff from the pajama game and like totally. just all this stuff. And like, I, it sounds like I'm speaking another language to people that don't know. <laughs> about no. that. And then I would go back to high school and I would still fit in and have like the cool friends. But like we lost touch kind of after yeah. like I went to college. So I totally get that. Yeah. So if anyone that's listening is feeling like they don't fit in or whatever, whether or not you love theater or sports, I, I, science, anything. Like, yeah. just find your people and stay with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that
1: there's an interesting thing that continues to happen. I mean, I'm literally – I've continued to talk about this with people till this day, like, as an adult. But you – it's okay to not vibe with people. It's okay to grow out of people. Mm-hmm. It's okay for um, – things to change. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I still have my best friend that I grew up with and and um we're so close. We don't see each other that much, but we're still so close and and she's not an actress and we don't share that in common, but we have so many other like, you know, humor things in common and things that we like, but it's okay if the people that you grew up with or the people you went to high school with or college with with if someday you wake up and you're like I'm into this and they don't agree with that or I don't feel comfortable with them. You know, they talk about things that I don't, you know, like that's okay. And I think a lot of people try and fight that Oh yeah, because it's uncomfortable, but like we change as people, uh, we, we grow, we grow. Yes. Hopefully it's a good that. thing. <laughs> and and I think that evolve. there are some people who aren't comfortable with that. And, um, yeah, friend friendships can, can come and go and there can still be love there. Like, it can still be a thing.
2: I feel like I want to, like, embroider that on a pillow. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look at you, just dropping quotes. <laughs> it's the best. Um, I do want to talk about, I think it's the most underrated role you've had so far. Um
1: oh my God, every time you start something off, I'm like, what is this going to be? <laughs> <laughs> what is underrated? Um,
2: in the movie, 10 rules for sleeping around. mm I, I oh really, yeah this is your fave this is yeah I yeah. feel like you're extremely spray tanned highly extensioned <laughs> um, uh-huh. Jersey Girl Ooh. full wig full wig that was a full with, wig with pink extensions
1: in it oh wow yeah that's great Yeah, even better than you expected I
2: love that yeah I, I really really love that I love this movie I think it's so <laughs> underrated I feel like there's also like the cast is insane okay <laughs> granted i do stand up so like i love brian callen and like bill bellamy they do stand up but i feel like some people like whatever they might not know who they mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. but you should um jesse eisenberg and then oh my jesse bradford bradford yeah not yeah, I- yeah. <laughs> jesse eisenberg <laughs> that's a very different looking Jesse. very different but jesse's <laughs> both jesse's jesse bradford thank yeah. you he's very cute and then wendy i always fuck her name up wendy mcclendon covey yeah yeah she is like goals oh, like bow down
1: 100 percent. yeah
2: yeah but I love this part for you because I feel like it's the opposite of you mm-hmm. so fun I don't know tell you tell me about it oh my tell god this meatballs. was this was the most fun
1: I I had worked on it was a summer where I had just booked and worked on my first movie ever which was excision that ended up going to Sundance and that was such a cool experience oh, did you get to go I did um <sighs> but I was 20 and then I booked 10 rules for sleeping around like a couple months later. So it was like the most exciting summer and I had never been on location before. There's nothing better than being on location. Oh my God. I had just turned 21 and oh god. Um, <laughs> it was in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I had just fun. gotten out of like a two and a half year relationship. I mean, granted I was 21, but like still I, I was like, who am I? Can we talk what about divine timing? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Ooh. And it was so funny I got the audition and I laughed I was like oh I'm not gonna book this like on paper it was like a Jersey girl um, uh, you know whatever so I just like don't look like that i like I don't know I and I didn't really dress like it either I had my blonde I had blonde curly hair I made it as big as I could but I went in and I and um, oh you're gonna love this but one <laughs> day someone asked me like where did you get like where did you learn your accent for that movie And I was like, that's a really good question. It just I just like kind of had it. And then I really thought about it. And and I was like, oh, my God, I can do Marvin the Martian. (laughs) And I realized that I took it from Clueless from Brittany Murphy because it's my favorite movie of all time. And I was like, oh, the reason why it's like permanently in my brain is because I literally memorized every line from Clueless when I was a child. (laughs) Oh my God,
2: you just made me so happy. And I took it from that. That's amazing. Thank you, RIP, Brittany Murphy. Um, Okay, there we go, we're back. Um, Okay, Marvin the Martian, that's how you got your voice. Yeah, I was really proud of that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's where it came from, naturally. No, that experience
1: was amazing because it was my first location experience
2: and um it's kind of like being at college totally like dorm like we had to stay in like a hotel i was on location in january in ohio but it didn't even matter because it was so fun because it doesn't matter it's so fun because you're all staying
1: in the same hotel yeah and you're meeting all these people for the first time and um i i my friend jamie was uh who i i mean she's now my friend but i met her there and she played like my jersey sidekick and she was the best she's and adorable she, good job, jamie she was her room was right next to mine and so that was the best and we like obviously immediately bonded because we were in every scene together and we had the same exact schedule and um but we were there for a month
2: it's a lot and
1: um Oh my God, it was so much fun. We would all like go out to long dinners and like got all these bottles of wine. I was like, newly 21. And I was like, this is the best experience of my <laughs> life.
2: And of course, you looked hot at like the morning after because that's what 21 year olds do. Oh my <laughs> that. Um, you bounce back.
1: Yeah, but we did. We had to get spray tans, but we had to. So they took us to get spray tans, but we had to like purposely get like orange. I love that So they were like Get the spray tan And then like When you think you look good Go back and get more (laughs) And I slept on a towel The whole month that I was there I mean like they would come in I think that the housekeeping Like despised the two of us Because our sheets were orange And our towels were orange The entire time that um, happened to me the last time I went home. Oh my god! I'm like, this is my experience in a movie, and you're like, that's my life. That's my that's life. Um, that was my first and only experience with spray tan. <gasps> yeah, because you have but perfect I think, skin. No, but I think it's because after that experience, I never wanted to do it again. It traumatized.
2: It traumatized it really interesting. you. Interesting. That was for Jersey Shore fans. It traumatized you. Traumatized um, me. That's the Sammy Sweetheart quote. Oh. Yeah, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> I love it. Did, do you have any like random stories you can tell us from being on set for a month? Any scandalous um, things? You don't, you don't strike me as a scandalous person. No, there's for sure
1: a couple scandalous stories that I literally can't tell on Ooh, here. That's juicy though. Yeah, then I can tell you later, but I, I like, like literally can't. Um, <laughs> for so many reasons. Um, it was, it was just like the most fun experience and for so many reasons like for my the character that I got to play um there there I had a scene we had this like one crazy scene in it where we're all um jumping on each other and pulling each other's hair and drinking and someone smoking a joint and it's like a crazy moment and um the director was like take a swig of that bottle and I took it and it was Tequila, whatever it was, was not a prop. (laughs) And I like sprayed it, like spit take. And I was like, that's real. Oh my God, that's real. (laughs) And the director was like so mad and like ended up yelling at the prop guy, which is like actually, you know, it was fine. And I wasn't mad. I just was like, whoa. But like one of the actors, uh, that was working with us had been sober for like a year That's and it's like problem. what if it was th- you know there's so many different things and it's
2: you can't mess with people like you that. you can't
1: and, I, and it wasn't it wasn't a joke it wasn't anything like that but I think someone forgot to do it and
2: I just read an article it was like 50 things you don't know about sex in the city and like one of the it. things was like they never drank yeah any alcohol well, they'd be wasted yeah wasted also um what's her name uh charlotte what's her name what's her name really oh. oh my god how am i forgetting her she's well, i'm forgetting her too i know so. oh my god anyway charlotte is sober yeah so she was the only one out of the cast that didn't drink also the only one that was never nominated by herself for an emmy or an award oh. which makes me sad that makes me sad. she too. had they some amazing moments the best oh when she like looks at big in the movie granted i know that's the movie and not the series yeah, but- but like by the limo and she's like no Yeah. and then I curse the day you were born (laughs) yeah I know it look at you or like even during the series when they find out like granted it's the like last episode when they find out they're getting the baby and she like starts crying I feel like she had so many amazing moments for sure so shout out to Charlotte, why can't we even remember her name? I don't know.
1: That's really this upsetting. This is so me. bad.
2: Oh my god. Oh my we'll god. figure it out. Sorry. We love you. Should we just You're like edit it in later and
1: like put like a voice in, like add a voice in.
2: <laughs> I'm going to Jesus. Um, okay, so you have so many things. There was something I watched, and you guys can watch this on Molly's YouTube. It was Dustin Hoffman's <gasps> masterclass. Yeah. I absolutely loved that. It's 11 minutes of just pure acting class magic if you're an actor if you're not an actor watch it my favorite thing he opens and he says to you this is your time to fuck around with this thing you call art I mean like so many things that he said were the most epic
1: things that I've ever heard um yeah so so that video that 11 minutes is actually just like a reel that I put together of my stuff but what it is if nobody knows I mean it's this new thing called Masterclass. And it's not just acting. Um, Serena Williams has one teaching tennis. Um, All of these different types of art and um, not necessarily art, but anything, these masters are teaching these classes. And what it is, is they've created a class that's online that you can purchase for like, I think it's $99 or around there. And it's so worth it. I know that it's annoying to hear that you have to like pay that much, but like,
2: that's really cheap. Take it for, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Like take it from people who like take acting classes who have to pay like $300 a month. Um, this is you pay $99 and then you own it. You can watch a lesson over and over and over again. You can pause it, you can rewind it, you can fast forward it, you can do anything that you want. It's yours. And I was lucky enough to have auditioned and booked it so that I actually was there with Dustin Hoffman, learning from him personally, and two other actors. So there were three of us, and um, he is teaching us acting at the same time as directing our scenes as if we're doing a movie. And then the whole thing was directed by Jay Roach. So it was just like this, like really, like. surreal like complete crazy experience for me that I felt like I can't even I I remember I put I wrote down in my like notes in my phone the second that I walked out of there I just sat and I wrote down everything because I was so afraid I was going to forget anything um but there were so many things that I learned and um
2: I loved he said speak the subtext Mm -hmm. and that's something I think that's easy to forget yeah, and is the most important part mm-hmm. in a scene. And that's something that we do as just humans. Oh, totally. Like it's all about subtext. Yeah. He you know? <laughs> totally, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> really you can is. say
1: anything you want, but what are you thinking? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he really stripped it down for us. And that was something that I specific, I mean, all the time, but specifically because, I was sitting in front of Dustin Hoffman. I was afraid. I was, you know, stressed by the words and we did a scene from Jerry Maguire and I wanted to, I, I I obviously had it memorized, but like there were moments where I would flub something or whatever and go back. And he was just like, forget it, forget about the words. He's like, can we just like do an improvised scene right now? And can you just speak the subtext? And that's what we did. Um, that's like an actor's dream, by the way, for anyone. Oh, my God. That's the whole listening. thing was like the most, like the dreamiest thing in the world. Kevin Spacey has one out now, too. It was a little <gasps> different. Um, I was very lucky to have booked this with Dustin Hoffman and had it only be me and one guy in our scene. Yeah, so how did that happen? Because Kevin Spacey did a whole classroom. Um, I auditioned for it. I auditioned for a casting director who's cast me before. She cast me in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They, she cast all the Marvel movies, Sarah Finn. She's amazing.
2: You were such a um, little lying... College student in of Shield. Oh my God, Shield. I know. I totally believed you too. Thank you. Yes. I feel like you're like the best kind of like villain or like devil child because you're so sweet and like innocent and you can just smile. You'd be a really great sorority girl. You played that oh, on Glory thank you Days. so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I really appreciate that. that. That was really fun. Yeah.
1: I wish I got picked up for a second season because yeah. that was so much fun to work on in 80s.
2: Did Chris D'Elia work on that with you guys or? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did.
1: I actually, I know I've met Chris because I'm friends with Brian Callen and they're yeah. good friends. But, um, I
2: never worked with Chris. So we never met during that. I feel Um, like you guys would be really good together in a scene.
1: He's so freaking funny. Like he was so funny on that show. He just played like a like a guy who was way
2: too old to be there, who like
1: literally (laughs) like had been at college for like years and years and years and just was like high all the time. It was amazing. (laughs) Oh
2: yeah. It's pretty on brand with with Chris, except for he doesn't do drugs. Right. (laughs) Which is great. Good for you, Chris. Um, I wanna know are you still working on the CMT pilot? Wives and Daughters. No, it didn't get picked up. It didn't. Yeah. This is something that people don't realize that mm-hmm. don't work in the business. Yeah. You can shoot. I've shot pilots mm-hmm. and you get really excited. Yeah. And it's a great experience. But like so many, even famous actors, working actors, whatever, yeah. you'll shoot 10 pilots before one hits. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. This one was a really sad. Uh, well, uh, oh, I don't. I feel yeah. bad. But tell the story. Oh, my God. No, it's fine. If you fine. don't mind.
1: Um, oh, my God. I don't even, like, know what I can actually say. Say? Oh. Um, but the gist is basically, um, and I love CMT. I'm obsessed with Nashville. It's, like, my favorite show right now. Um, I was obsessed when it, with, it was on ABC, and then it got canceled, and now it's on CMT, and I love that. So, first of all, like, the idea that I'd be on the same network as, as Nashville, like, oh, my God. Um, no, this this pilot, I I, I was having... A really hard but good uh, couple of months. I was testing for pilots, and just for any of you that don't know, like when you screen test for something, it's like the last step before booking something. So you can go through an audition, a callback, and then you screen test, and basically you have to have a contract put in front of you. You see um, the you know uh, the whole package deal, the money, the everything, and the life that you'd be living, and you have to sign it, and then um, and then yeah, and then you either book it or you don't. And that happened to me a couple of times. And then I booked this CMT show, which was with, um, Jane Seymour and all of these other, Kurt Fuller, who's amazing. And like, he's one of those people who like, even if you don't know his name, you've seen him in a, a hundred things, including midnight in Paris. He played the father. in Midnight <gasps> Paris. Um, Yeah. Um, I watched that after I worked with him and I like text him and I was like, this is crazy. Ever I been. like didn't even put the two and two together. Um, But this experience was just like so epic and um, I'm so grateful for it because I have, you know, the footage, I have it and it's so good and it's so funny and um, this business is weird and it's like, I I think that... uh, Higher up, people decided that CMT wasn't going to have any more scripted TV, and I feel like that could still live do. on another network. Yeah, I, it's it's long gone by now, but but I th- I think that they were hoping for that. But it is very CMT specific. It's very it. much about the country music world. But I played a um, I played a young, young, younger uh, like country wife to like a country music you know star. And that was really fun. And I also wore a wig in that. Look a big at old blondie wig. I
2: know. Everyone wants you to just have like huge. I want it. Texas and I hair. did.
1: I did have these extensions that were like sewn into my head that I was obsessed with. And then they <laughs> ruined my hair and I got them out of my hair, came out with them. And I was like,
2: oh, my God, never again. And you then perfect bone structure, though. So you can rock God. a short do and it's OK. It's fine. I just like decided to take the extensions out and like chop it off. Uh, what was it like working on the ranch? Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with the ranch. Like, call me
1: ranch. Yeah. You can
2: still call me. (laughs) You're so sassy in your scenes on it. I love it. Oh, my God. Well,
1: this is what's fun. So so the ranch is live audience, for anybody that doesn't know that, which is a dream job for anybody who likes that. I understand that some people don't. Yeah. Um, But the schedule is so awesome and you work every day, but you do like a rehearsal and you do a run through and you do blocking and you're done by like two or three. The and best. then like Thursday you do pre-shoots, which is like any of the scenes that don't have an audience that, that might be too complicated, complicated or too many people. And like with us, um, sometimes we had a baby in the scene because I had two babies with two different men. <laughs> um, and that was, re- that would have been hard with the live audience. And then Friday is the live show, which is like the most fun. And they have like all this amazing food backstage and, obviously live audience and it's just like a big party. And um,
2: do you have yeah. a favorite cast member you worked with on that?
1: Uh, I, I honestly love everyone on that show and I really love Danny Masterson. I think, I think that he's just like so lovely and he makes things so much fun. Um, Will Durval- uh, Wilmer was my um, love interest for like an episode, two episodes. maybe. <laughs> that was super fun. We had fun. And then, Ashton's great. I mean, everyone's great. Honestly, my favorite person on that show who I never got to work with was Sam Elliott. Yes. I'm so obsessed with him. And he has that, like, deep voice, and he doesn't have to do much, but you're just, like, fascinated. And um, every every time I'd go back, I did four episodes, and every time I would go back, even if it was, like, months in between, he would look at me and say, Hey, Molly, it's good to see you. And I melted. Um, (laughs) And then I remember after my first week there... Um, after we had like our curtain call and we bowed and stuff, he, I was, I just looked at him and I was like, thank you. This has just been like such an amazing experience, especially because of you. And, and then he like told me that I had like great energy and he loved my energy. And then I was it's like so the happiest true. forever. because You really do. <laughs> um, he was just like the most kind human. And he's just so cool. And un- like, he doesn't have to do anything. So I'm just like going to take anything that he says to me and
2: believe it forever because <laughs> he's Sam Elliott and he can do no wrong. I want you to tell the meatballs, any advice you have for going into the audition room or like what your process is or anything you do to prep for these roles. Cause you, you've done so amazingly in your career so Thank far. You. And I know you have great things coming. So I want to know if you have any advice for people that are auditioning or thinking about it. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of depends where you're at. Um, if
1: you are auditioning, I think the best advice that I could give about auditioning is to just breathe. Um, know your material and be comfortable with it because anything could happen. Um, whether the casting director isn't paying attention to you, whether they're texting, whether uh, they're saying incorrect lines, like just be ready for whatever is thrown at you. Um, I've been given a lot of advice and one of my favorites is to um, go into the room like you've booked the part like it's your role and not in an obnoxious way and not in a way that's like arrogant or whatever but you go in and you give the performance like it's yours and then you leave and you let it go
2: that honestly reminds me I was just watching this there's a documentary called Dying Laughing yes and tiffany haddish who you guys have seen in is it girls trip uh, no whatever the she's killing it right now yeah. anyway amazingly hilarious and they followed her this is before she's kind of like hit mm-hmm. and she's driving to do a set at the comedy store and she's like i have to tell myself before going on stage you're funny mm-hmm. you got this you make people laugh yeah. like you belong here Because those are things that like we know this as actors, performers, if you're a businessman, if you're an artist, like whatever you you have that talent. Obviously, it's your chosen path, but it's so easy to forget Mm -hmm. when you're heading into like a high pressure situation or something that you really want that you belong there. Yeah, so I love that advice. No,
1: it's super important. And it's an and it's important to walk away like letting it go, which is hilarious. I'm such a hypocrite for saying that because I sometimes <laughs> have like the worst time if it's something that I really want or I feel like I it, I did amazing on or even the opposite. And I feel like I didn't do my best. It's it's hard to shake it off. But like there are so many things that happen that we don't see. There's so many reasons that it's not us. And it could have nothing to do with us. Literally nothing. It could be that they offered it to some name and um, they're, it's pending. And they're literally just like reading people until those people. You know, it could be anything in the world. Um, but something I'd also say to people who maybe like aren't even auditioning or, you know, don't have representation or anything like that. But want to do it. Um, I know too many people that like sit and wait for things to happen. And... Um, granted, it's it's nice to sometimes believe that something will fall into your lap or that something, you know, whatever's meant to be will be. But you will regret if you don't make things happen. There are classes to get into, there are people to meet, there are emails that you can write, there are things that you can do. You can even watch a million movies and study up and be ready, but whatever it is, to just wait and expect things to happen for you is just like not the way to live a life Um, there's a way to be positive and to believe in yourself but like also be proactive and there are times in life where we're not and that's fine too but we also have to like pull ourselves out of it and I've been guilty of that oh yeah for sure
2: I mean I read a quote and all of it is so simple I Mm -hmm. read a quote today that was like you can't expect change if you don't make the changes yeah and that's like oh duh but still really really hard to remember Mm -hmm. Um, one of my favorite things about you though is that you do have this amazing voice, and you post videos of you singing, and you share that love with your boyfriend. I want you to let the meatballs know where they can find you, like are you performing live anywhere uh, or are you working on anything? Um,
1: God, I'm not singing enough i um I'm always asked that question and and I hope to have more opportunities and and i'm I'm very focused on my acting right now, and so when when that question comes, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm performing live. I wish I had more, because um, I don't have any original stuff. I have my YouTube videos that you can just search for on my channel um, that I have a few of, and I try and every couple months I like, get something out there for sure. So that's one. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram, it's just my name Molly J, my middle initial, and then MCCOOK, and um, I mean, honestly, I'm on there mostly. So anything that I do have, any performance or video or anything like that, like I pop it up there. Perfect. Um, so anything that happens, but yeah.
2: I feel like I didn't let you answer the question of what um, TV or movie you'd oh, like to make into oh a god. musical. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Like, what is like your dream or like goals? For Almost that? famous.
1: Um, I ha-
2: mean, I don't think that answer could have been any more perfect. Like. Penny Lane is
1: my spirit animal.
2: And like (laughs) when I don't know what I'm being for Halloween, I'm always Penny Lane. (laughs) Um, Oh, you guys were really cute couples costume (gasps) last year. Yeah, we're so proud. Was that from the Sandlot? Yeah. Oh, God. she was puffed her corn
1: and um, what's his face? Squints. Yeah. That's a good one. We were very proud.
2: That's a tough one. I had the red bathing suit and the
1: whistle. And he had like the red lips on his face that I kissed him with. And.
2: Did everyone know who you were friends. when you were walking? Yeah. Out? They did. I actually, like, really,
1: we kind of were like, oh, this is so much. We were so proud of it just for us because it's something that we love. And we went to this party and, like, we got so many compliments from people who, like, had spent, like, clearly had spent so much money and time on their costumes. And so we
2: were like, wait, but, like,
1: you're amazing. And they were like, yeah, but that's. Like my childhood. Like that's so good. It's so good. Um I can't remember. There was only one person who came up to me and she was like, Are you so and so? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but no. You're, so like, you can you're leave. dead to
2: me. Yeah. I wanted to do with my main squeeze, um I, my favorite movies Casino. Amazing. Um, so I wanted to be the Rothsteins, Robert De Niro and Sharon Stone. <laughs> And he's like, I don't feel like explaining to everyone that sees us what we are (laughs) (laughs) on Halloween. It is. It's hard. It's a tough one. It is a hard
1: one. Like, yeah. (laughs) Are you going to do it for you or are you going to do it? Yeah. There's a line there. I love that Penny
2: Lane is your good go-to. Yeah, Yeah. Mine's always Kelly Kapowski.
1: Amazing. I do like
2: different shades of Kelly Kapowski. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's so many. Um,
1: Yeah. I don't know. So I you, did and I have also done like Hot Sandy from Greece. because oh that's God. It. but you just choose you're so good but you just choose like, what works who, for you like, what you like kind of can do easily without like spending a lot of money yes so you're like okay like who's blonde like for me like oh, who's blonde you could do Regina George this year hair.
2: with the extensions and then just send a pic to the producers of the musical you can cut the whole like do the tank it's top great. with the cut I holes. really think you could do that this year uh, have you thought about really your costume about... yet it's sad <gasps> CBS is making me think about it because every time I walk in there there's so much Halloween candy all over the place this oh week oh my god it's too much already already <laughs> um oh
1: my god I don't know we've discussed a few things but we have we haven't said set, set it at all I don't even want to say it because I don't want anyone to
2: copy it because <laughs> it's so good. But I'll tell you what we're off. I love it. That's great. Okay, so almost famous the musical. That's what. That's yeah. what you need to start working. Yeah, on I'm now. sure. I mean, it's been done. I actually
1: know it's been done. A couple of my Has friends it? were in on one.
2: Yeah, for a second.
1: Um, I didn't go. I wish I did because I'm so obsessed.
2: I think you should redo it. Fine. Or like have what? What would be better? Like, it,
1: yeah. I don't know. It's so hard, honestly, though, because like half of me is like so sick of everything being redone yeah but the other half of me is like yes redo everything and like put me in it exactly <laughs> i just but like i know that people will be mad
2: i get it like
1: no you can't redo almost famous but i but yeah but
2: i mean, musical wise would be totally different but. i i just drove by a billboard for dynasty which is being remade not surprising. On the CW, mm-hmm. which I was like, is that necessary? Yeah. Is it? I feel like we're all living that right now anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Um, but whatever. <laughs> oh. I'm sure it's going to be great. And cast me on it. Cast Molly on it. Yeah, whatever. Fine. It's fine. It's totally fine Yeah, we could us. totally do yeah. it. It's great. Um, okay. Well, since you're a phenomenal singer, and I'm not going to make you sing unless you want to. No. Um, <laughs> we always do this at the end of the podcast. I don't want to let you leave, but we'll have to have you back. Um, yes. I always have someone do a Lady Gaga reading, and I pick the song, unless you have a favorite song that you'd rather do. So do I have to do an impression of her? Um, You can do, this is interpretive. I picked this song because I feel like you're on the verge of like beating out Jennifer Lawrence for (laughs) the lead in um, Silver Lanning's playbook, too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they're totally going to recast her, right? So like you're on the edge of glory of all of that. You're also in like a relationship, which is like the best. And I just went to her concert and she sang the edge of glory, like just with a piano and did like a totally different acoustic version. And it was so sweet and amazing and I was like, I never liked this song until I'm hearing it just now. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I was with I someone, love when artists do that. Yeah. Right? It was just so cool and it, it actually I was like listening to the lyrics and I was like, This is a sentimental song. Totally. Um So I feel like this song like means a lot on different levels for you, Mm -hmm. Molly McCook. Um, You can do it in your Jersey girl accent because this is called What's Your Jersey? You can read or you can sing it. I've had many guests sing. I've had guests read. I've had I could do a conversation back and forth with you. Okay. so I'm going to give you a second. I'm going to a jersey. jersey. (laughs) 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 We could do a jersey reading. I love it. I love that you're committing already. How much are we doing? Um, we're definitely not doing the whole thing. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> this is going to be fun because it's like, you know what? It's going to be like Emily. Is it C and J? Yeah. Emily C and J. Wow, they're back. Going back and forth. Even though they weren't Jersey in that. Yeah. We're going to pretend that they like love each other because cool. these are kind of like very lovey dovey lines. How about that? Yeah. Is that okay? We're That's at it. like camp together. Okay. <laughs> so every other line so yeah every other line this is emily c emily j i'm gonna let you go first okay
1: there ain't no reason you and me should be alone
2: tonight yeah baby tonight yeah baby
1: but i got a reason you (laughs) that you who should take (laughs) me home tonight
2: i need a man that makes it right when it's so wrong
1: tonight yeah baby tonight yeah baby
2: (laughs) Right on the limits where we, no, we both belong tonight.
1: It's time to feel the rush to push the dangerous.
2: I'm gonna run right to, to the edge with you.
1: Where we'll both fall far in love.
2: Oh, MG, I am on the edge of glory and I'm hanging on a moment of truth. Oh, MG, out on the edge of glory and I'm hanging on a moment with you. <laughs> I'm on the edge. Oh, the edge, the
1: edge, the edge. The edge, the edge, the edge,
2: the edge. I'm on the edge of glory
1: and I'm hanging on a moment with you.
2: <laughs> and I think we killed it.
1: <laughs> that was my favorite
2: edge of glory camp. You're amazing. Thank you. Molly. Do you have um, anything you want to tell the meatballs that is up and coming for you or that you want to promote? I would love to promote
1: this movie, the landlord that I got to star in. I got to star in my first, <gasps> um, my first lead in a movie, a horror film. <gasps> Yay! Um, but the only issue is that, like, I don't know how to push it because they just told me that it's finished and we don't know where it's going. That's um okay. But it is soon. I've started to, like, post stills on my Instagram um, because those have been released to me. So I can start promoting it in that way. But, um... That's so cool. It's super creepy and fun. I play a stand-up comedian. Up. <laughs> what? Yeah. I wish I had known this. And I, um... Did you have to take classes? Like, no, what did you do? but it was really scary. Oh. Like it was really... That's the scary part Only in the movie? because... Now, it was all written, which is great. Yeah. But um, it was all written, which was also not great. Because I had we have these extras who are watching and they have to laugh in the right places. And then we had to do takes in silence. We had to do takes where it was only my stand-up and they had to be completely silent and that was really hard because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to work off of. And it was really hard. It was really, really hard. And I love stand up and I watch it all the time. So there was like some sort of comfortability uh, comfortability with like my like holding the mic stand and like leaning on it and doing like a whole <laughs> thing. And he was like, you looked comfortable.
2: <laughs> do you have the bug now? Um, Are you going to start doing stand up? No. I, I'll show you a picture <laughs> that you'll love because it's literally I'm so one excited of the for scenes. you. So now, there's like
1: th- two or three scenes like where I do stand up, but I have a stalker have a stalker and then i i move to a different town Well, i moved to la and then my landlord ends up uh being a creep and it's um it's super scary and i loved it and i did that on location i did that in salt lake city
2: i am so excited to see yeah, that it's really good
1: you guys you need to the go landlord, keep the landlord. just like, keep an eye out just follow me and you'll see only updates tell on everyone Earth.
2: how to follow you um
1: Yeah, my Instagram and Twitter are the same. It's just M-O-L-L-Y-J-M-C-C-O-O-K. It's just like my
2: name with my middle initial. It's It's easy. Everything's going to be okay. And then I have a website.
1: My website's just mollymccook.com. And um, now that I'm saying that, I'm like, I should, like, update a few things. Um, (laughs) But I have a bunch of videos up there and, like, a gajillion photos and interviews and and things like that so that's fun i so love that fun. yeah i want to
2: get you back on we'll talk relationships and dating advice and all <gasps> I of that love stuff that. i yes. love talking about that stuff and more like la things i love it so we'll do a part two with molly uh, meatballs i also want to say just thank you for reviewing, rating, retweeting, sending me questions. Oh, shout out to Jackie M. Morris. I loved your message. And yes, I agree. Stassi and Michael Rosenbaum should date. Um, (laughs) You guys are amazing. Uh, Molly, thank you so much thank for you being here. so much here. for having me. You're the shit. <laughs> this is uh, so fun. Yay. And guys, I hope you have a great weekend. And I'll see you. I this won't see you boring. next week. But I'll talk to you next week. Uh, thanks for listening to What's Your Jersey. And bye. Bye.